and welcome back to the latest and greatest episode of the Shaven Points Podcast. My name is Jayden May, joined as always by my co-host Quentin Crisco. How are we doing tonight? I'm good, man. I am uh, I am in the depths of the depths of draft film. You I in have it? Not, I have not left this basement for a month. Oh, but, yeah? Yeah, I, I just... I don't shower, I don't eat, I don't sleep. I just sit here watching film. Hey, that's all you got to do in this, these times. So, we had a great Super Bowl a couple weeks. Any, any thoughts that people haven't heard? Greatest Super Bowl ever, maybe? I mean, I don't know if I'd put it up there just because it was kind of like I enjoyed it all game, but I know a lot of people didn't enjoy it for the first three quarters. So yeah. I, I don't know if it can go in that territory. Yeah, I thought it was a great game. I had the overtime prop, so love that aspect of it. Um, everybody bitching about the overtime rolls, which have been well established for a long time. So didn't really care about that. But all in all, great Super Bowl. Patty Mahomes gets his third. GOAT status already. Best player in the league. Two MVPs. Two Three Super Bowl MVPs. Um, yeah, he's just he's just he's the best. best. He's the best. Well, he's not going to be on our list today. No, no, sir, he is not. Do you <laughs> want to explain? Uh, give a little rundown on what we're doing here, Jay? Yeah. So today we are we are crafting a team out of players that have never won a Super Bowl, and we're not necessarily just taking the best players of all time that didn't win a Super Bowl. We're we're formulating a team, a culture. A chemistry to mold the perfect team. So, like, we're not going to have Michael Vick on here with some of like the all-time great like possession receivers. Like, we're we're building a team here. Culture. Yeah, there, there's a winning an culture. Concept of how you want the want the roster to build off each other and like exactly to, like how all the pieces fit is kind of the way I was looking at it at least. Yeah. So it's going to be the, the, the first team we're going to do is 2014 Cowboys minus DeMarcus Ware because he, he went on to win a yeah. Super Bowl. Yeah. He was and on I, my list at, at one point that I was like, Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Going, going through these lists, um, it, it's quite glaring the the difference in talent I felt like when I was looking guys up about all time offensive great players that didn't win a Super Bowl compared to defensive because there are some defensive legends that didn't win, but when you really like get in deep to some of like the defensive players that didn't win, it's like oh, most of the time like if you're a historically great defensive player like you get yourself a Super Bowl. Which is kind of crazy. Yeah, especially defensive backs. Really. Defensive I didn't backs, have any problems with sure. the D-line or even the linebackers. It was the defensive yeah. backs where it was like, oh, shit. And it's like, it, it's that the moment you realize there that, like, one, that... there really just aren't that many great defensive backs. And the ones that are great tend to win a Super Bowl at some Super point. Bowl. Yeah. They, they do bounce around teams towards the end of their career, too, especially. I mean, yeah. And then two there are probably a lot more really good cornerbacks than we realize because maybe they don't get interceptions yeah maybe that they don't get pro bowl nods because of it 
you know maybe they don't get all pros because of it and then they go so unrecognized over the course of their career for being what they are guys like a like a james bradbury who were really really dang yeah. cornerbacks for years and didn't get recognized terrence newman yeah terrence newman's a great example 17 year career only made two pro bowls but like was just kind of consistently above league average for 17 years had incredible speed and then played for three loser franchise with the Cowboys, the Vikings, and the Bengals. Shame. <laughs> Grand shame. <laughs> but and then then you have guys like uh we'll we'll talk about it more when we get into it, but then you have some guys whose career just ended early due to retirement or injury or unfortunately for some death. But yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I think it's gonna be fun. Uh, so I lost my list, but I have a lot of it off the top of my head. So we're gonna kind of we were originally gonna do our own tune teams, but now I think I'm not, we're gonna kind of go off of, of Quentin's list, but at the same time, like yeah. if there's anybody I think he's missing or think fits well, throw in my two cents. And then after we get done with this, if y'all wanna stick around for some bears talk slash draft talk. Just uh, just starting early. Combine's coming up. What Monday? Is it Monday? I thought it, I thought it started tomorrow. Could start tomorrow. I knew it was. I knew. It, I thought they I moved it to a weekend event. Now that that's the reason I was thinking tomorrow. Oh, okay. That very well. Maybe could it's be next true. week though. I could be. I could. You're, be you're the draft guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Either way, we got the combine right around the corner, which to me doesn't really mean much, but it is. It is fun to see some of these guys. Uh, just raw athleticism and it's like so, let me so to me the combine matters a lot because it's like on a standalone basis i don't think it means a ton but when you're watching these guys i'm gonna get triggers from the combine of who to go watch more of who yeah. to who is ver- verifying my priors like i think this guy's slow oh it's because he is slow yeah it's because he runs before it says he's slow why does he look fast? I'll go watch more of that, and vice yeah. versa. I think this guy's slow. This says he's fast. It gives you, gives you, like it, it goes a long way towards that process. Yeah, it gives you a kind of like a building block, essentially, yeah. uh, to work off of. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, I'm excited. Um, it's just fun to already have uh, some football content coming back after uh, just two weeks removed from the Super Bowl. So. Hey man, uh, if you're following the building the board project that I'm working on, it it's never ended. We started publishing our articles day one of the off season. You got to these days. Yeah, yes, sir, you do. But so I actually I got two teams here. So I figure we'll roll through the first one and then uh, get any thoughts from you on it as we're going through it, and then yeah, through the second one. So yeah, we can start with the offense side of the ball. Uh, everybody loves the offense. Some all-time great quarterbacks that have never won Super Bowls. Looking at you, Dan Marino. Looking at looking at you, Tony Romo. Fran Tarkenton. Fran Tarkenton. Matt Ryan, Philip Rivers. Matt Ryan, Philip. Yeah, Felipe Rivera. Yeah, there. I mean, there's a lot of good ones, and I mean, uh, like I mentioned earlier, Mike Vick, Randall Cunningham, yeah, uh, Dante Culpepper, were the other Dan Rams. Fouts, yeah. War- Warren Moon. So. So where are we starting with this with this team here? Who 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 are we gonna have leading leading the ship? So 
th- this defines the entire identity identity of my offense, right? Like, if I go Vic, I have to go a certain way with the way I'm structuring this offense. If I go Marino, I have to think about the pass catchers and the, and the offensive line that I want for him. And I'm, I'm going Marino. Like, I mean, I, I don't no. think anyone else think, is close. I think, I think Marino is a clear choice here. I mean, he still holds passing records to this day and in a, a pass heavy offense every time every time somebody breaks a record that has been around for more than 10 years it's always a marino record when peyton and um tom brady were breaking all the records they were always marino now Pat if, mahomes without the rings yeah now if pat mahomes breaks a record if it's not tom brady if it's not peyton manning it's dan marino i mean he's he's up there he's got he's got all the He's got everything except the ring and went to the Super Bowl his first year, never made it back. Um, yeah, he's 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 the Josh Allen of the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Uh, <laughs> but so to me, that's an easy one. I'll get into more of the structure around the guys that I put around Reno and why once I get to them. But at running back, I mean... There's one really clear answer here, and it's Barry Sanders. And it doesn't matter who your quarterback is. Yeah. So, I like Barry here. I also think AP could just as easily be here. Yeah. yeah I did consider AP, but Barry was – I mean, I I just had to go Barry, man. Yeah. Especially, I mean, you, you, the thing that – actually, so I, Dan Marino did factor into this decision. I, I lied earlier. So, the reason I didn't go AP here – was because I want I want more of a pass catching threat with Marino because we're gonna be such a pass yeah. heavy offense. I need I want a running back who's gonna be a true threat on those passing downs. And Peterson, yeah, he's gonna be a threat, but not like Barry Sanders was, not to the same degree. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so I think Earl Campbell falls into this list. Um, a Bo Jackson and. Um, Bo was one that I really considered too. I was like, "Oh, yeah. Bo would be fun," but yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Another how one injuries, so I just have avoided it. Yeah. So uh, another one that is right up there with all those guys is LT with Danny Tomlinson. Uh, talk about a pass catching back. Yeah. Um, all phases of the game, but yeah, I mean, I think Barry. I mean, you, when you talk about one of the greatest players of all time at the running back position or in football in general. But not just at the running back position. I mean, I think him and Marino are both one-one for those for those picks. Yeah, absolutely. And then so moving to the wide receivers, you're gonna roll. You're not gonna roll a fullback out there. No, no fullback with Dan. No, Dan Kyle, you check out there. No, I, I I don't need him. I don't need him. <laughs> don't we got need Dan him. Marino and Barry Sanders. Like, what yes, are we talking sir. about here? Um, so. At the wide receiver spots, I got three. I think wide this receivers. is one one. I think there's a, a clear one one for wide receiver as well. Ooh, interesting. Um, so wide receiver one, I got Randy Moss. I thought yeah, he's he's the one one. Yeah. Okay. He, okay. Good. He's, We're on the same page. He's, he's quite arguably the greatest receiver of all time, and Jerry Rice won Super Bowls. So the yeah. only argument for the other greatest wide receiver of all time isn't ineligible for this list yeah and i think there's a clear two as well so this is where my list gets weird though because, because we're building the team right yeah so i got randy which means you know i got the vertical threat i have a guy who can get yards after cat who can do pretty much anything 
but yeah. he's going to be my big vertical X. That's that's his primary role, and I'll use him however I need to outside of that. But so at wide receiver two, I wanted a guy who could be a bit more shifty, be more of a route runner, be more of a um, threat after the catch. Like that's what I was thinking for third receiver role here. Well, so I'll get to that later. I, okay. I, I have my receiver three at receiver three for a very specific reason. Um, so I went Steve Smith at wide receiver two. Steve Smith Sr.? Yep. Did he not win a Super Bowl with Baltimore? Nope. Or, wait, did he? Joe Flacco? Was he on that team? Uh, he was there shortly after if he wasn't. Uh, no, because it was Anquan Bolden. I don't think they had Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith. It doesn't say on his Wikipedia page that he won a Super Bowl. Okay. Yeah, so he probably showed up just, just shy. Because he was definitely a guy I thought about, but I, I couldn't remember. But. Yeah. Sorry. I just realized my wide receiver three is not eligible. All right. Oh, I got okay. a replacement. Okay. Well, my wide receiver two, I had, I had Megatron. And I don't, I don't know how it works. I don't care how it works, but give me Dan Reno, Megatron, and Randy Moss, and I'll take my shifty route runner, um, possession receiver at the three. Yeah. So, and I mean, yeah, I guess possession receiver isn't really what I'd call the Steve Smith that I wanted there. I just, I wanted more of a a gadgety guy, like yeah. a a guy who can be something different for you. Yeah, because at receiver three initially, I had Anquan Bolden. And oh. I had Anquan Bolden there because I've only got one tight end. I need to be able to run some heavier sets. I need a guy who's going to crush ends as a blocker. He's going to crack down hard. I want that. And Anquan Bolden was perfect in my mind to be See, for my three. I I kind of thought the same thing. He's not as aggressive. He got a big old fat ass, Larry Fitz. So that's where I'm going. Good, good blocking wide receiver, but yeah, I mean, can do it all. And you talk about a guy that shows up in the playoffs that almost won a Super Bowl twice in spite of his surroundings as a wide yeah. receiver. Like you don't see wide receivers carry teams through playoffs runs. He did it twice and came just a little short both times. Yeah, but I mean. So Larry Fitz yeah. is my three now. That was my second option at the three. Cause I, I just thought Bolden brought more of the physicality, but like Fitz fits a similar, similar. Board. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll even take I'll even take the Steve Smith at the two and give me give me Larry Fitz at the three. Or give me Larry Fitz at the two and give me the feisty Steve Smith who will fight mm-hmm. who will fight the biggest guy in your team at the three. Like it those are kind of interchangeable. I was just thinking the three as the slot and the slot I yeah. need to be able to crack down on the end. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I think I think that combination of Fitz and Steve Smith, um, and we can we can we can save Megatron for for the second team, even though oh, I, I still I still like the I still like the Megatron uh, Fitz combination or the Megatron Steve Smith and and let Larry Fitz be the one, whatever it is, some combination of those four, I think is. It's yeah. pretty, pretty elite. Then at tight end, I There's went Antonio. One. I went Antonio Gates. Antonio Gates. Oh yeah. 
Oh. Wait, I, were you thinking Tony? Tony Gonzalez. Or see, I like I know Tony, or, Tony Gonzalez, the numbers are there. The production see, is all there. I never felt the way I felt watching him as I felt about Antonio Gates. I never felt in you, awe of him in the You could also you could also go old reliable, one of the best blocking tight ends of all time. High reception guy, not not a big yet guy. Jason Witten. Jay Witt. Oh, he was on he was he was an option. But, I mean I mean yeah. Antonio, come on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I think those three basically sum it up. Yeah. And then getting to the trenches. So some of this left tackle right or actually I think I kept pretty true to left left versus right side on this. Yeah. Joe Thomas was the obvious left tackle to me. Yeah, one one. I mean, never missed a snap. Like what, nine time All Pro. Um, not a me guy whatsoever. Uh, he, I mean, he could have been the face of the franchise for the Cleveland Browns. And I mean, you never heard nothing about him. Just always just signed his extension. You n- never held out. Just, just grinded out. Just lunch pale guy and one of the greatest to ever do it. And never. Never saw a winning season and just was the best at what he did for a decade plus. So the next spot, a guard, this was actually a spot that was kind of hard to find because it's, it's, it's almost similar to the, to the DBs where it's like, you know, you know, the guys who are winning and they keep getting voted to pro bowls and they keep getting, you know, the the same guys every year. This is where current players came in handy, but. Well, this is where I, I went. Steve Hutchinson at left guard, yeah, former Seahawk, yeah. former Viking, like, like yeah, Seahawk Viking loser franchises, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. But the, I mean, most of the other guys who I was considering there that you know I grew up watching, they won rings. Yeah, so it was kind of so. It, this it is difficult at guard. If if we're if we're sticking to retired players, I think that's the right choice. But if not, I mean. Well, I guess he's right guard, but I mean, this, Zach Martin fall, is going to fall into this category oh, as soon as he retires. I mean, my right guard, Zach Martin. <laughs> okay, <so> yeah. <laughs> so, I thought, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's uh, pretty untouchable there. Yeah, uh, I, I, I didn't, I, I didn't think about not using current players. So Zach Martin, yeah. my right guard. Like I was, yeah, yeah. that was. He could have gone much more right, but Hutchinson yeah. is on the left side, so. And with this O line, I was thinking more pass protection based. Yeah. With my second team, it's a little bit different. It's a little yeah. more, a little more uh, attitude based, you could say. No. Um, but at center, in between those guards, I went with Kevin Mawai. I mean, okay. best center from when I was growing up, pretty much. He was just pretty much taking over the All Pro votes every year. Former Jet. Um, and was just pretty much the standard for the position for a long time at center. It seemed like the the only one that I really liked there. Yeah. So, uh, what the only other one I had was, and the the guard center guard was was John Hanna. Okay. So, I mean, just. He was buried in those terrible New England teams. Yeah. And just just consistently great every year. So, at center, 
Center was tough too, because like I was thinking, like you go with one of the Pouncy brothers, Marquise Pouncy was a guy yeah. who I considered, um, and then really outside Owen Krutz was up there for me. But I mean, I'm a Bears fan, so that's yeah. a little biased. But I do think Owen Krutz is a borderline Hall of Famer, so I, I think there's legitimacy there. And then you're talking like Alex Mack is probably the next guy that I, I'm considering. Alex Mack's way up there. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, Mawai, I think, is the, the clear out of those guys, the pick. Like uh, I, first or second ballot Hall of Fame guy. Like I mean, that was pretty pretty clear. Um, uh, I mean, then, if you take in, if you take in uh, career cut short, I mean, Travis Frederick goes well on his way up there, too. Yeah, he was on his way. I, I did. I, I I came across his name and thought about it. But then yeah. I tried to stick to more retired guys than not. Unless yeah. there was a guy who I was just like, yeah, this guy's odd. like, absolutely. Yeah, and I mean, you talk about all-time greats and you got guys like Bo Jackson and stuff like that. We just don't have the longevity, and I think uh, I think he's kind of up there, too. I mean, if he could have done two to three more years before he really got sick and had basically forced into retirement, um, yeah, I think he he's definitely in that conversation but just a little bit too short yeah and then so to finish out the o-line at right tackle so i thought about going with like a an anthony munoz or a willie rowe for a walter jones on this but ultimately i ended up going like man i i don't know how much of our audience is going to know those guys very well yeah but i know they know who ryan ramchak is Ryan Ramchick yeah. has been the standard at right tackle for like five or six years straight. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Ramchick closes out my O line. I like it. I mean, they can do it all. It's a uh, they can they can run block, they can pass block. You got Barry Sanders, you yeah. got Steve Smith, you got Larry Fitz, you got Randy Moss, Dan Marino throwing the rock. I mean, pretty unstoppable offense. I think so. Yeah. So. On the defensive side, can kick it off with edge rusher. But first off, so with this defense, I was thinking a more uh, multiple. You're gonna front. be playing. You're gonna be playing with a lead a lot of the times. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I want an attacking defense, multiple blitz fronts, like or multiple fronts with a lot of blitz packages that we can throw at you. Yeah. Um, so to me, that screams three four. I need edge rushers who can play hand in the dirt or standing up, who can drop in coverage, who can make uh, play run fits, like who can do it all. Like the edge rushers are the key here. Yeah. Um, the edge rushers and having two monster defensive linemen who can two gap. Yeah. The defensive tackles who can two gap. So at edge, going Derek Thomas. I mean, I think that that is, if I'm talking three, four, Derek Thomas is about as good as it gets and he never won a ring. So. Yeah. And then across from him, I got Jason Taylor. Okay. Sneaky one. Yeah. So I would say it's pretty hard not to have J.J. Watt out here. Yes. Like. Is J.J. Watt a stand-up defense edge rusher, or is he a a five-tech? I'm not going to tell J.J. Watt what he can and can't do. I've got J.J. Watt playing five tech. So you got him on this on team? On this team. Okay. Okay. That's fine then. 
I'm just yeah. saying, like, yeah, you're just talking edge, but yeah, yeah. If if you got him, yeah, yeah, he's play, yeah. he's play, he's playing four tech, five tech as a D tackle, D end. I, I've never. He gets called an edge rusher. That man played with his hand in the dirt. He was not his outside of tackle that often. Yeah, like, and he, he can also play. play he can also play. He can also play tight end for us in a pinch. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> Then to close out the D line, I, I need a, I need a nose tackle who can steal gaps because I'm gonna have JJ Watt the four tech five tech. I'm gonna need a zero tech who can really eat space. I'm going with Kevin Williams, the Williams one. Yeah, because he's about as good of a space eater as I can think of in my time watching the NFL. Who didn't win a ring? Yeah, huge, huge guy. Uh, John Randall. No, John Randall was edge. Who did I, who else did I have? I had I had another interior. Randall guy. would be tackle, but he's like a three tech. Yeah, so that's more yeah, more outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's, it's it was hard to find nose tackles. Well, Nadama can Sue might be up there. Sue did he won the ring in Tampa. Wait, oh, in Tampa, he was there for that. Okay. I'm I trying thought to think about of him. just um, I mean, Vince Wilford. Oh, um, Gino Atkins. Atkins again. He's uh, he's more of a three tech, I think. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of big, big bodies that played that played inside. But yeah, I mean, I, there were some yeah. guys for the Ravens, but they won rings. Who I looked at. Um, yeah. Then there was uh, Ted Washington won rings. Uh, Keith Trailer won rings. Derek Brown. Is kind of yeah. sneaking his way in there, but I mean, I, I'd still probably yeah. take Williams. So, if I'm taking anyone in the league currently, and he's actually on my other team, it's Dexter Lawrence. Yeah, is he still with the Giants? Did they get rid of him? Oh yeah, he might be the most underrated defender in the NFL. Oh, I need to trade him. <laughs> All right, so moving on to linebackers. So, in, in a multiple front, I need linebackers who can play downhill their hair on fire and Patrick Willis did that for Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco yeah. I'm getting him to do it again Patrick Willis is my, my first softball linebacker so okay you gonna so you gonna have you gonna have two inside or are you gonna have so like for me Patrick Willis same thought but for me it's Luke Keekley yeah um I want I want Keekley in the other front. Okay. I don't want yeah. him in my three four. I want him in my four okay. three. Uh, that's what I was asking. Yeah. So next to Willis, I'm going with Zach Thomas, former Texas Tech legend Zach Thomas. Hey, Hall of Famer. N- no one can play downhill quite like him. He's not going to play the best coverage, but you know what? He's I don't care. He, he's going to plow through some offensive linemen and. He's going to be good enough in coverage, and yeah. the rest of my cover guys will cover for him. I, here I also thought about Fred Warner, and I might still do Fred Warner, yeah. but I decided to go with the the, 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 the nod to Red Raider and Zach yeah. Thomas. Get, get your guns up. You got to have some representation in there. Yeah. yeah. You got to have some Red Raider rep- representation. Then at corner, the obvious one, Champ Bailey. Champ Bailey is the one one. Whatever system you're running, yeah. you throw him in. Pat Pete next to him, Patrick Peterson. Yeah, that those were my two for corner. Um, 
and it really wasn't close whenever you start getting getting into corners. I mean, you could look at some of the young guys currently in the league, but then like every time I thought of somebody, I was like, oh, Darrell Revis. I'm like, oh, he he caught one. I was like, Stephon Gilmore, and I'm like, oh, yeah. he caught one. Like, and then I was like, then you think um, Ramsey, and it's like, well, he got one at the Rams. And then, like, the, every time I, I thought of a guy, and I was like, oh, he was on a lot of bad teams. And it's like, oh, no, he got one. Like, yeah. <laughs> it got tough. Yeah. And then in, in the nickel, I got Chris Harris Jr. Okay. One of the best nickels in the league for a long time. So, like, he's not going to, he's probably not going to be a Hall of Famer. He doesn't get the same recognition as the outside guys, but I need him to play nickel, and he's going to yeah. play nickel better than anyone. Um, at safety, I got. I was doing the Eric Berry all the way here. Yeah, and then um, Ryan Dawkins. B Doc, yeah. Uh, for me, I mean, short shorter career. Maybe one of the greatest athletes to ever play the game, though, Sean Taylor. Yeah, I man, I mean, I love Sean Taylor. Like his highlights are a lot of fun, but I just his career was so short. Yeah, that, that, not not not, uh, not there's anything you know to do about that, but it's like I have a hard time assessing that and the yeah, value. It, I mean, it, if, if we're for building a team, got to have them for a year. I, I love Brian Dawkins, but I'll, I'll take Sean Taylor just about over anybody. Okay, just dog. Okay, all right. So for for the second team. Oh, and then uh, kick, ret- kick returner, punt returner. That, that's pretty obvious. Oh, Devin Hester. Yeah. The Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I mean, he wore the same. He wore the same number as Michael Jordan. It's a done deal in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's pretty self-explanatory. So, yeah. Um, second team putting Josh Allen at quarterback. Man, this is team chaos. Team Chaos. Okay, so yeah. this is this like on my second team. This was where I was thinking of like a, a Mike Vick, uh, a, a running quarterback like like a yeah. Josh Allen. So yeah, I, I mean I, he, I, he fits the mold. Like going full running QB like Mike Vick, and then I was like, man, I just want the craziest shit I can think of on this team. Yeah. I want Josh Allen because he is about as crazy. It, like he, it's him and Brett Favre on, in their own tier of just like batshit crazy. Yeah, and he's got the legs with it. Yeah. Um, So at running back, I decided with Josh Allen, I want downhill angry runs with Derrick Henry. Over AP? Yep. I want that. I want Derrick Henry's fucking stiff arm tractor seto over everybody. I'm taking Derrick Henry. Not not great in short yardage. That's fine. I got Josh Allen for that. Yeah. Then, I, I can't disagree. I mean, I might take AP there, but hard to disagree. First wide receiver spot. I need to go up and get it, guy. With Josh Calvin Allen, Johnson. you know, I yeah, Calvin Johnson. This is Me- Megatron for sure. Yeah. Second wide receiver spot. I want dirty, nasty speed, and this one's a huge wild card. Oh, I know. Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. Yep. Yeah. Oh, this team's going to be fun. Yeah. Um, and then third, I had Larry Fitzgerald here because I had Anquan Bolden on the other team. I swapped out Fitzgerald to the other team. So in this spot, 
Fuck it. I'm going Terrell Owens. Okay. Yeah. You can go Terrell Owens. Uh, I think Des Bryant deserves a mention in there. Uh, maybe a, a, a Chad Ochocinco. Um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, T.O. is a... I want another... Go- I want a guy who could go up and get it. Yeah, that, that's like, why like, I said Des Bryant. Just dominant physical presence. Like, so maybe Des, but like, I think T.O. proved it with multiple teams over and over when everyone thought he was done he kept doing it so like to me he gets the nod yeah and then a tight end tony gonzalez because his tight end options were slim and you can't even though i said i never felt the same way watching him as i did it uh antonio gates his numbers are undeniable oh yeah i mean he's he was everything before everything was everything uh, throwing, throwing Mike Ditka in there, throwing yeah. a Jason Witten, just some shout outs to, to some great tight ends. So we running Cole a fullback Winslow. with this team? Kellen Winslow. Senior. Uh, Shannon Sharp. Yeah, Shannon Sharp. Well, he won rings. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and I was trying not... to keep it post-merger so, so Ditka wasn't qualifying. Oh, okay. So we're, we're not running, we're not running fullback with this team? No. No, I did. I didn't even think about that to be honest. But we'll throw we'll throw Kyle in there. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, no, we're going Mike Allstaff. We're going fullback. No, he went ring. Damn, you're right. All right, Zuschek, it is carrying um, the team on his back. Uh, you could also put like Lorenzo Neal. No, Lorenzo Neal running ring. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Zuschek. All right, screw, screw post merge. We're going with the galloping ghost, Red Grange at fullback. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think I think technically by the letter of the law, wasn't Barry Sanders a fullback? Was he? I think so. But he gets we, some deep uh, formation out here. It'll be wild. <laughs> All right. Left tackle. So this team so far is just like big, throw your face in the dirt angry to me. So. Makai back to his rookie year. I need that trend on my own line. Yeah. Uh, I'm going just just as rookie year. Yeah. Trent Williams at left tackle. Yeah, no, Trent yeah. Williams. I mean, he, he's... Fight. Yeah, Trent Williams, Tyron Smith. I think either one of them kind of fall in here. Tyron Smith's my right tackle. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And then at left guard, I'm going Quentin Nelson. Yep. Just eating glass for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, right guard, I'm going... And th- this is my homerism. My Chicago Bears are showing. But yeah. Kyle Long... Yeah, I mean, I just, a lot of, I just a lot want of rings that in the anger, family. That attitude, and he brings it. Got rings in the family. He just don't get one himself. And then Olin Krutz at center, because again, the attitude. The attitude gets it for me, and my bears are showing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, but that's okay. Sometimes you got to let your bears out. Yeah. Who let the bears out? You got um, to bear it all for them. Yeah, exactly. Then, so on defense, this one, I'm going with a. I, I, I'm giving Lovey Smith his due here. I'm going with a 4-3 Tampa 2 style, style coverage. You're going to have Lance Briggs in here, aren't you? No. No. I've only got two <laughs> more bears on this list. Okay. Julius Peppers is my edge rusher. Okay. I, it, you don't find many 4-3 edge rushers built better for it than him. He's no. pretty much perfect for what you want. Uh, Bruce Smith across from him. Okay. Then John Randall at three tech. Yep. 
and Dexter Lawrence at nose tackle. Okay. And the important thing in the in the Tampa two with the D tackles is both D tackles need to be able to play both spots to some degree. Like they, they can't yeah. be complete liabilities if they have to like the offensive motion shift the strength. The D line yeah. needs to shift their alignments. And I think Dexter Lawrence is quick enough to to be successful enough in the three tech. And I know John Randall can handle it. Absolutely. And then at linebacker, I got, of course, Brian Urlacher. The, okay. The, you don't no, really it's hard, build it's, a better mic for this defense than Brian Urlacher. Hard, hard to leave him off the list. And then Luke Keekley next to him. Yeah. I mean, Luke Keekley, in my opinion, might be the greatest linebacker of all time. Just, it, it just incredible. Well, the, the jersey hanging behind me might argue with that, but... <laughs> I mean, Luke Kiki. for Dick. The, the, the way Luke Kiki played in to retire at what, 29, just stupid. Yeah. No, I mean, and you, don't even, you don't even think about him being, like, you don't even really think about him retiring early. Like, yeah. that's how special he was. Yeah, you're right. Uh, yeah, I really don't think about it. Like, it doesn't cross my mind when I think, when I think of Patrick Willis, it does, but like, not Kiki. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he, and maybe he was long, around for longer. I'm not sure. But uh, he was just so good for so long, and then they yeah. had that they had that run with Carolina against um, against Denver, where he was just so huge. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, there, I mean, linebacker, I feel like is the most saturated position for guys that didn't win. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably up there. That or running back. Yeah, yeah. Wide receiver. Yeah, receiver's pretty stacked. Um, <laughs> but. Then cornered. This got really tough because I didn't want to repeat, guys. So, so I thought you would have Peanut Tillman here. So I just do. I lied. for the dog I, aspect. Julius Peppers is a Panther. Oh, <laughs> okay. You got you got Julius Peppers as a Panther. Okay. Um. So, cornerback one. I'm going with Anais Williams. Yeah. I, so I had him on my list for years. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of interceptions. I really don't know that much about the player. I just know that his stats are outrageous and he played forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little before my time. And then Peanut Tillman at cornerback too, because well, those, Remy, those are my two. And then I also had I had Terrence Williams in there or Terrence Newman in there. Just just for longevity and just like just always being consistently good. Had the top end speed that you want for a corner, can keep up with anybody, yeah. can really guard anybody. Was was never the elite of the elite. But I mean, he could play the nickel. He could play. He could play anywhere on the field, and the longevity and the uh, the mobility and the versatility. I I was like, you got to find a spot for him here. See, I might have done Terrence Williams if I knew he could play the nickel. I wasn't sure if he could. And nickel is a weird spot. It's like there are yeah. some shut down outside corners who can't play. So nickel his, well. his last his last couple of years left hand is right. That- like, yeah, his his last couple of years in uh, in Minnesota, he played a, a little nickel, um, yeah. not a whole lot, but I mean he he held his own. I mean I think he was thirty four at the time. He played sixteen years. Yeah. So so at nickel, I went Casey Hayward Jr. Real similar, to Chris Harris Jr. Just one of the best nickels yeah. in the league for a lot of his career, and I know he's going to do it and do it well. Um, then at safety, oh, I lied. I do have another bear. <laughs> Mike Brown. Okay. Hey, man, if I build a Tampa 2 defense, you know it's going to be littered with Lovey Smith players. 
they spent hey, like 70% of their cap on that defense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I like Real Williams here just to like knock somebody's head off. Like, it, I mean, depending on the era we're playing in, just give me just give me somebody who's going to kill somebody See, up in there. In the Tampa 2, I want ball hawks. Ball hawks, ball hawks. Uh, he, ball he, hawks. He, was, he was not a ball hawk, but yeah, so I mean, Mike he was a head Brown. Hunter. Mike Brown was as good of a ball hawk as the NFL sees. Yeah. His career was cut way short by injuries, but he was right there with like the first few years of his career were right there with Ed Reed and Troy Palomalu with his interceptions, his pick sixes, his score. He had that thing that you had that that playmaking ability. Yeah, then, no, what what you're looking for. Yeah. And then next to him, I'm going Minka Fitzpatrick. Just another ball hawk, finds yep. a way to get the football in his hands. So between Anais Williams, Mike Brown, and Minka Fitzpatrick, I'm going to have all the interceptions. Peanut's going to get me 10 fumbles a year. It's just littered with turnovers all over this defense. Yeah, no, nah, I like that. And then return man, Josh Cribbs. Yeah. Josh Gordon goes on the other team. Get Hester back with the boys. Yeah, but, but Hester, <laughs> Hester with all the bears. Yeah, that works. So, I like it though. Yeah, no, that's what I'm. That, that's what made this more fun to me. Was like thinking through the scheme and like how I'm going to build this thing to specifically how you wanna, fit what you want to do. Yeah, how, yeah. How you want to build it? I mean. I don't know which team wins if we do both of these. Like, yeah, we had our one, we had our one team, and then we had our, our second team. But, um, yeah, it's hard to, it's hard to say there's a winner and a loser here. I think Team Two's D line beats Team One's O line more than Team One's D line beats Team Two's O line. Yeah, I mean D line. When you talk about some of the all time greats, I mean they're gonna win. More yeah. times than not against. Well, I think I just think for Team Two's O line, they're going to be playing more downhill style football, which is yeah. going to favor them there. Um, team One will score more of a hurry, I think. Like that, they'll be more consistently scoring, though. Yeah. But, you know, I'm playing a Tampa two defense against Dan Marino. Dan Marino is all about getting the ball quick out quick against the blitz. I don't blitz. Yeah. <laughs> like the Tampa yeah, you gotta, blitz <laughs> Yeah. I just you're, need to sit back. Peanut's going to yeah. force a fumble at the end of a game. Yeah. Mike Brown I mean, will scoop it up for six. Boom. That, that, team, that, team, that, team, two's, that team two's deadly. <laughs> Lethal. They, I, I, mean, I think they'd have the but, just right mix. But then you have to worry about like a, a Josh Allen interception. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or... I mean, th- there's things that could go wrong, obviously, but yeah, I think all in all, it would be a hell of a game. Yeah. Team one versus team two. Yeah. All right. So we getting into some bears talk now. Yeah. Let's bears just draft in general. Like, so you've traded the number one overall pick. Caleb Williams is uh, headed to Washington. So what are your thoughts on that? Because obviously you're not taking them. Like, I don't know if you heard, but they hired Cliff Kingsbury. I did hear that. Um, I might go drink some bleach real quick, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I don't think there's actually anything there. But yeah, congrats no. to Washington. They, they got him. 
you know, if they got their guy. Yeah, Caleb Williams uh, posed in a dress, and the last person to do that was Ricky Williams. And then a team traded their entire draft for him. So, hypothetically, if Washington gives you like three years worth of picks, I guess you, you do it. And you just take Drake May too. Honestly, like if, and I'm, I, I love Caleb. I want him to be a bear. But if, if they offer three drafts worth of picks, <laughs> you take, I mean, I, I think, I think Kansas City would have a hard time saying no to that. You, I'm not saying they a real I'm, chance you have the number one pick each of the next three years if they do that. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, as crazy as it sounds, it's like, does Kansas City even say no to that? Like, Caleb, if Caleb is successful through that, like, he's he might be better than Pat Mahomes because you have nothing. People are saying. <laughs> I mean, I'll have Terry McLaurin for a year or two more. Yeah. Is him yeah. scary Terry getting it done? Yeah. But, okay, realistically, um, looking at looking at this top ten, littered with receivers, uh, obviously some quarterbacks are going. So where do you, where do you think – obviously it's, it's Drake May and Caleb Williams almost assuredly one and two. I think so. And then – so do you, do you think we're going to see any more quarterbacks in this, in this top ten? You, they're talking about – I think Jaden Daniels is going to go top 10. I think JJ yeah. might sneak in there. Okay. So what about Penix? Because he's the I, other name I've been hearing. I don't see Penix getting that high. I don't either. But I don't see JJ getting that high either. But see, I think here's the thing with, like, with Penix on tape, you can see some clear flaws and red flags. With JJ, there's mystery box yeah you know the raw talent is there yeah like (laughs) you you have seen his arm talent you have seen that he has the athletic ability and like it's just a matter of like if I'm if I'm the Vikings and I'm saying I'm gonna get Kirk Cousins back for another year maybe two years I'm gonna go get JJ McCarthy and sit him behind him because yeah. I have the coach who's going to run my offense, who I trust right now, who does, who's really done well with this offense, who's going to take coach JJ to be his quarterback, and he's going to get the time behind Kirk to not be rushed with it. I think that is a really strong plan for them, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. So, to me, I mean, this draft starts, I mean, not just for me, for most people. Draft starts at three with New England. You think they take? You think they take somebody here, or do, do you think this is a trade, or do you do they just? Take... I think they, if if someone's willing to move up for it, I think they trade like pay enough to make it worth their while. But if not, I think I, I do you think it's Marvin Harrison him, Jr. Yeah, I can't see him going quarterback. Like I, yeah. I just can't see Jaden Daniels being worth it to them to say we're going to put this kid in the worst situation possible to succeed because we have nothing on our offense right now. And just yeah. say, good luck, kid. Go for it. Like, I, I, I just, if he was a more enticing prospect, I think you'd have to. But I don't think he's that enticing of a prospect. He's just, like, enticing enough to, yeah. to be in that top 10 conversation, which changes it's changes the outlook there of saying, is Pro- 
probably not worth just taking the kid and throwing him in the fire there. It's probably worth taking your time to build it right. So when we, when we talk about a Marvin Harrison Jr. in that pick, do you think that's doing an injustice to one of the, the, the greatest talents we've seen come out in quite yeah. some time? Like, what is he yeah. going to do in New England? What Calvin Johnson do in Detroit? What Larry Fitzgerald do in Arizona? I mean, they, uh, they didn't have quarterbacks when they went there. Yeah, but I mean, you're all, that's a. I also get sad when I think about those guys. Well, <laughs> tough. I don't, I don't want to be sad. <laughs> but what, okay, what other quarterbacks or what other wide receivers have gone that high? I mean, Julio was Julio oh, three. I know one that went pretty high. Went to went to the Windy City. That was. It was six, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're talking Kevin White? Yeah, no. That was, <laughs> wasn't top five. In the top five, Julio, Julio was three or four, I think. Um, Patrick Mahomes draft. Was it John Ross that went five? Yeah, but that was... Yeah, but I can't put it. Or did somebody go before him? I think John Ross went there, but... Well, yeah, he just he, he was just a bust. But I was just trying to think of Amari Cooper was four, wasn't he? Yeah, it's been great. He's on his he's on his third team and just just continuing to ball out regardless of situation. I um, mean, they took Derek Carr that same draft, I think. No, so he was already there. I want to say Derek Carr is older than I don't know. I. Amari Cooper's so hard to get right because he got drafted like what nineteen or something. Yeah, he was young. He's so young. He's not even thirty yet. It feels what like he's been in the league for twenty years. Is that twenty fifteen? Yeah, that was twenty fifteen. Okay, now Carr must have been the year before. Yeah. But yeah, Carr was in twenty fourteen. So okay. Yeah, but, but so even even so mo- then though, you didn't really know what you had in car yet. Yeah. So moving on, moving on from the New England pick, if, if they move it, if they move it, somebody's probably taking quarterback there. I would assume. I imagine if somebody, unless somebody in like the twelve to thirteen range, like falls in love with Marvin Harrison Jr. I don't know who's just moving like, up for for Jaden Daniels though. Like yeah. the three, that that's a lofty price. But so, what if somebody's trying to jump? What if what if people think Harbaugh is going to take McCarthy, and somebody moves up to three for McCarthy? See, I I, I just don't see that happening. Like I I, I just don't think Mitch that Trubis- is going to fall in Mitch, love with McCarthy. Mitch Trubisky, much. Mitch Trubisky went from being like a top fifteen pick to a top three pick. From in like it seemed in record time, it seemed like the, he was almost guaranteed to like be a high pick. And then it was like, oh, he's he's gonna be the number one overall pick. And then it was like, like guys move up very very quickly in these situations. Mitch was always a top ten pick. There's been some revisionist history top on that. ten. Yeah. No, but I'm I'm saying like, I'm saying like this time in the draft process, he was maybe, I mean, I probably slightly better than McCarthy or a, a Daniels. I, I think the but I'm the saying. More- I think he shot up the board. Example there is Anthony Richardson last year. Or Daniel Jones. Yeah, but like Daniel Jones went where he did because of his senior bowl performance. He he had an awesome week at the senior bowl. Um, And 
Anthony Richardson, like I, I said to you after watching his tape last year, like I can see why someone would really covet this guy. Yeah. He he's gonna play in a system and do exactly what you want him to do. It's just, like he, no questions asked. He's gonna go out there yeah. and do what he's put what you tell him to do. It's just sometimes that's not good. Yeah. So so moving on from New England, whether they trade it or not, let let's assume let's assume Marvin Harrison's off the board there. One way or the other, whether they trade, somebody trades up for him. Marvin Harrison's off the board. We get to the Chargers. What are we? What? Chargers aren't four? Chargers are five. Oh, okay. 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 So, Cardinals. They go wide receiver here? I think as so. A Bears, as a Bears fan, you want to say no? No, I think they do. Um, the other options, O-line, but they took they took their franchise tackle last year. So, I mean, unless they really want to take another. Um, yeah. Which they could, but... So- I think well, who, wide who, who are we looking at? Who who are we looking at for like bona fide like top seven, ten picks? Like so, we we know the two quarterbacks. We know Marvin Harrison. We know is it is it Jalen Naylor? Is he up there for LSU? Um, Odunze, uh, the uh, neighbor? oh neighbors, uh, neighbors, neighbors. Is it Jalen neighbors? No, it's Malik Neighbors. Oh, Malik. Okay. That, that just threw me off so much, though. I was, right. like, I was like, I know it's not. I talk about him all the time. I can't remember what his name is now, though. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean, so just how do, how do you see this draft shake, shaking up, going, going up to the Bears pick is what I'm trying to get to. I'm not trying to drag it out by any means, but it's yeah. like, how do, how, do you, how do you see this draft shaking out? Coming, coming up to the Bears, what are y'all picking? Nine? Yeah, nine. Okay. So, let me pull up a mock draft. What do you, what, what, what do you, what do you think some options are here? Because, like, heard of Dunze, um, heard, heard neighbors. I've heard, I mean, it, it seems like if, if one of the receivers makes it to y'all, that seems to be what, what so, the fan base prefers. I think neighbors is gone at four. It's going to be really interesting. This week is going to tell us a lot about Romo Dunze. I think Romo Dunze is probably going to nail every interview this week and absolutely crush it. There's so much good stuff out there about his personality, about who he is as a person. I think he might, he has a shot to become wide receiver too through that. Yeah. So what about Uh, the other LSU wide receiver? Oh, Brian Thomas. He's not going to like 15, 20. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think unless he starts rising up boards, but everything that I've heard about is him there, is more is raw there, than that. Is there any any risers that we, we haven't heard about that could make wide receiver-wise that could make their way into this top 10? You know, I that, don't think so. I mean, Troy, Fla- Troy Franklin's probably the only guy I really feel like might have a chance, and that's just because he's such a lethal deep threat, but like Usually in the top ten, you see guys like if Troy Franklin goes out there this week and runs a four-two-five, he might. You know, then, yeah. then he might go top ten. But water receiver is uh, weird because remember the DK Metcalf year. Everybody was like almost like, oh, don't fall in love, don't fall in love with what you see, don't fall in love with 
all this. It's like he's not very good, and then he just goes on to be fucking phenomenal. Well, what really killed him was his agility testing. It, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's like you don't fall in love with the the physical attributes. Like, so he he's not built to be a receiver, and then he's been when, fantastic. When you are talking about six one to six three tanks who play wide receiver it's just different yeah like i think you need to be careful with falling in love with a 170 pound receiver who tests out out of this world but when you're talking about a 230 pound 6'2 monster the math is just different see i in my opinion i thought i thought dk was worth the risk outside of the top 10 and then to me he fell way too far yeah but if I remember that draft correctly, it was like if he falls out of the top ten, he's almost falling to the second round just based off needs, unless somebody trades up yeah. for him. So it was kind of understandable. He fell all the way to like sixty though. I thought he was second early second round. Was it third? Late second. Late second, okay. Yeah. I, I guess I just didn't remember how far he actually fell in the last like decade. Yeah. Um, but so like in that example, like Keon Coleman is a guy who might be interesting in that same light where like, I think there's some wide, like wide receivers like him or like DK or like AJ Brown, who also went in like the fifties. Um, yeah. AJ Brown fallen really like, misvalued the last like five years because they, their, their testing numbers are different. It's different yeah. math. It's not the same formula to look at these guys as it is for the smaller guys because they play the game differently. You know, yeah. they, they play a much more physically imposing game where running a 4-4 at their size is going to be much different than a smaller guy. Exactly. No, I agree. So, looking at the Bears at 9, assuming we don't have a we don't have a receiver to take there. Is it is it a trade bet for picks? Is it best player available because you already have the picks you need and you need to build on the roster you have taking a Caleb Williams at one, assuming you're getting more draft capital for Justin Fields. So a huge factor here is bears don't have a second round pick right now. Yeah. It traded for Montez sway. If they get a second rounder for fields, that changes stuff here. But I think they don't. I think they do. I, I keep hearing varying things. Some, some like, Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport are doing Ryan Poles a lot of favors right now, going out in the media and talking about a first round pick. I don't think that's happening. See, um, I think I think if you're a quarterback needy team and you're not even kicking the tires on Justin Fields right now, you're a failure as a GM. Right. Because like say what you want about Justin Fields. You know the kid can play. You know he can play better than any second round pick that you could that you could find. Yeah, maybe you have to pay him, but it's like, what would you have to pay him if you gave up a second round pick? Like, you could go to his agent and be like, "Yeah, no, that's why I think you could you could still get good value." That's why I think the second is probably the ceiling. Like anything more than a second, you start to say, "Is this worth?" Like, is this? We're talking a year, two years of control, maybe one year of control if we don't want the fifth year option. Like, it it starts to get iffy there. Um, Yeah, but. I, if, if I'm a quarterback needy team and I'm not even 
if you're if you're not if you're not willing to give up a second round pick for Justin Fields, and you're not trading up for a quarterback immediately, I just it, it just seems to me it's like then what are you doing? Yeah, I can see that. Um, I so I, I tend to play more conservative with my expectations, I guess. No. So right now I'm hoping for a second, probably expecting like two thirds or something like that. Um, what if it's a third this year and a second next year? Maybe. I mean, if that's yeah. the best deal you got, it's the best deal you got, you know? Yeah, I'm just, um, because, because you basically lose a round for every future year, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's right. I mean, like two thirds. I mean, how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so if, if they're not getting that full second round pick back for fields, then that's where you're saying, okay, we really would like all the receivers are gone. We know there's going to be edge rushers on the board here for these next few picks. If we can move yeah. back a few picks and pick up a second round pick, that's great. That's awesome. Because I think they're, they, they'll be comfortable with Dallas Turner. They'll be comfortable with Jared Verse. And they will be less comfortable, but as long as the medicals check out, still good with Lay to Latu. So there's three edge rushers that you feel good about there as yeah. well. Um, so you can move back to any, anywhere from 10 to 12 with that and feel like you're, you're in a good spot. Um, or another route is... You move back to somewhere between 15 and 20. You take Jackson Powers Johnson, just a glass eating center out of Oregon. That fills a, that fills a major need for fills you. a need. Okay. Well, that kind of wraps up our our top ten. I mean, I'm I'm so excited for this for this draft. I'm so excited. Like these wide receivers are going to be so much fun. I feel like this is going to be one of the most interesting wide receiver drafts we've seen in a long time. Yeah, and then you got you got some good you got some good tackles in there, and then the quarterbacks are highly yeah. intriguing as well. So, Joe it's rules. Joe yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a good time. But if the Bears drafted Joe Alt, their starting offensive tackles would be alt right. Love that. <laughs> love that. I don't yeah. love it, but I think it's hilarious. No, it's it'd be incredible. <laughs> it would, yeah. It's, I mean, you just got to think about the content, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's gonna be it for this week. Uh, next week, we're probably gonna be getting into some more draft talk. Maybe, maybe some more fun team building exercises and everything like that. And do we have our eyes on a team right now for next year yet? Or do you want to talk about that more next week? Um, I think it's, I mean, we can, we can start discussing it some next week. I think it's still a little early. Like we got to see how yeah. free agency in the draft plays out. Cause they're going to, they're going right. to play out big in all this. Yeah. And we'll have, we'll have some free agency talk and everything next week. So I think that'll be it for us this week, but we will see y'all next week. It's draft season. We're going to be putting out a ton of content, so check it out. Check out the website, shaven-points.com, and we will see y'all soon. Adios. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it.